Hi, hi, hi. <clears throat> Welcome to the 10th episode of Fortune 1000. Um, this is today we're looking at EMS Kemi, a company we drew from the last episode. And, and yes, um, Fortune 1000 is a series where we look at uh, uh, the top 1,000 companies in the world. Uh, as sorted by market cap, figuring out what the company does, figuring out the history of the company, the founders, and how they became successful. So let's see how this goes with EMS Kemi. EMS Kemi is 971 on the on the list with a market cap of $16.5 billion and a share price of 705 Dollars, so I'm assuming for such a high share price, they would have a lot of uh, shareholders. Um, assume so, yeah. What is EMS Kimmy? What do they do? Let's see their revenue in the last uh, last year. Um, the current uh, revenue. Which is about two point four six in two twenty twenty one. They made about two point four six billion dollars, uh, which is quite an increase from twenty twenty, or two point zero four billion dollars. So we're gonna figure out where, how they make this money. Um, over time, we're seeing that the um, the revenue was like the revenue has been increasing lately. Since uh, 2012, it's been on decline, but the market cap, not so much. Um, over the past year, $25 billion here, $26 billion, $22 our now it's about 16 I mean, so... I mean, over the last two years, the market cap has, um, has deteriorated a bit. Um, although their earnings have increased, um, well, price of shares has also increased over time. So, let us see what this company does. Um, EMS Kemi. see. EMS Kemi is a Swiss, uh, just also to um, to note the company is based in Switzerland. Interesting. 
probably for a Swiss company we're looking at on the series. So let's see how this goes. EMS Kemi was um, founded in the year 1936 by Werner Oswald. Um, current CEOs, Magdalena, Marcello, Bloca. I don't have any, let's see, I'm seeing a, a link to to the founder here. We have to search who this person is. Okay, so EMS Kemi is a Swiss corporate group based in Dormar EMS in the canton of Grobanden whose companies are grouped under EMS Kemi Holding. This is the only listed company belonging to the scope of consolidation. It's listed under SIX, uh, Swiss Exchange. Okay. EMS Kemi is represented in 22 countries. And produces at 26 production sites in 16 countries. What do they produce? With the main location in Dormat in 2003, uh, 2013, the growth production focus was in Europe. Um, what do they produce, though? The image group is structured in branches for high-performance polymer. With sales um, of about 1.6 billion um, Swiss currency or whatever. Okay, so the group's production focus was in Europe. Switzerland had 46.2% of the production, Germany, and uh, also USA, China, and Japan, where they're making sales. So, also they produce high performance polymer and specialty chemicals. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, specialty chemicals are chemical products which provide a wide variety of effects on which many industry sectors rely. Um, adhesives, agrochemicals, cleaning materials, colors, cosmetic addictives, construction chemicals, and what have you. So, this is a company that produces chemicals. Interesting. So, EMS offers equipment and materials for the automobile industry in the fields of gluing for body parts or glues, densities for welding seams, vapors. Vibration of the sheet metal and uh, protection plus T soles for the body. EMS produces high performance polymers that are delivered to customers as granules. From these high performance polymers, the customers manufacture plastic parts for automobile engineering, mobile phones, display windows, LEDs. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, packaging, baby bottles, eyeglasses, etc. Produces hot melt adhesives for clothing, automobile electronics, packaging, and composites, as well as separating and adhesive yarns for the textile industry, fibers for press felts, uh, powder coatings. So they are just, you know. deeply involved in chemicals and a lot of industrial chemicals so um that makes sense that makes sense uh well we have here the founding of hovag why is it called hovag that was okay that was the first that was the first name 1936 is a long time ago it's like 
what's that? Ninety. How many years now? Like nine thirty-six. Uh, to two thousand and six. Is seventy years. Two thousand sixteen. Eighty years. So, so like eighty-six years. That was interesting. Really interesting. So, no, no, 96, actually. I might, hold on. Let's see, 96. 9 plus 3 is 2, oh, no, no, 86 years. So, the founding of Hovag in 1936, Werner Oswald founded the name of the company based in Zurich for the production of, among other things, a fuel additive for motor vehicles made from wood, ethyl alcohol, um, using the Schola method in Domat. So I mean, I don't know. Okay. So that, I guess that was the first product, fuel additives. Um, I wonder why people want to buy fuel additives. Okay. On 23rd August 1940, the Swiss Federal Council approved the production of 20,000 HL of fuel and secured its acquisition of the production costs. This was added to the gasoline, and the higher costs were compensated by federal funding due to the scarcity of raw materials as a result of the Second World War. Um, a contract with delivery and pickup obligation of more than 90,000 tons of fuel was made with an end date of the 1st of March, including production costs, including provisions and repayment of state employment contributions. So through this, until the end of the Second World War, 30% of the fuel requirements were covered in Switzerland. In addition, on 25th of June 1942, a further contract was created for the supply of 2,000 tons of feed yeast by year of which only um, a total of 2639 tons were delivered due to supply shortages. From 944 to 947, the company invested in patents and administrations. AG, sister company of Havoc, uh, focused on hydropower plants in order to secure their energy supplies. So shortly afterwards, the first foreign sales company was founded in 1954, the Hovag was one of the largest employers with 10, 15 employees and consumed about half of the electrical energy of the canton of Grabenden. Okay, so to understand what's going on here. The standard of delivering, doing a lot of delivery here. So it's like, where are they getting the product from, you know? Okay, on I think May nineteen fifty six, a national referendum decided against the further subsidization of Hovag for the years. Um nineteen fifty six to nineteen sixty, the amount of this it stopped the production of ethyl alcohol. Okay. Nineteen forty seven Inventor AG was funded for research and patent utilization. In the mid-1950s, Inventor built more than 300 plants for car, for caprolactam, plastics and synthetic fibers, before its acquisition by 
Christopher Blocker, AMS Kemi was developing a kind of napalm weapon in 1950s. Oh, wow. That was used in Indonesia and Yemen. Interesting. Shelling agents. Hmm. EMS Kemi. So what are the products? Products. EMS Grivery, EMS EFTEC. What's all this? So some materials, the materials in this product family are poly polyamides. Manufactured basis of partially aromatic monomers. They broaden the application spectrum of polyamides into the range of high temperature thermoplastic materials. And where is this used? The main application areas for this products are in die cast applications, where glass fiber reinforced grades are used for metal replacements. This like for parts. Who are the customers? Under the trade name. What this is looks like automotive markets, packaging markets, electro electronic markets, industry and consumer goods, optics, then chemicals, grill techs, thermoplastic hot melt adhesives for technical and textile bonding applications. Okay. Telemade, you know. Copolyamides and copolyesters. The melting range and melt viscosity can be set over a wide range according to different requirements. So the manufacturer just they just build chemicals and and parts, polymers, all of that stuff. So technical fibers, probably carbon fibers too. Technical stable fiber made of poly poly polyphony phenylene sulfide using hot gas filtration. So, yeah. This is what this company does. Chemicals. Chemicals. So on and so forth. So let's look at the history. Uh, since 1960. Hmm. In 1960, Hovag was renamed Emser Work. Founded in 1962 of Kemi Holdings EMS was listed for the first time in 1962. Um, in the 1960s, they expanded its product portfolio on an ongoing basis and established independent subsidiaries. 1963, EMS Padvag was founded for Ignition Systems. In 1972, Christoph Blocher, who had entered the legal department as a student, was elected chairman of the board of directors. Delegate of the Board of Directors. 1978, the various EMS companies were merged under the umbrella of Kemi Holdings. On the 23rd, <clears throat> in 1979, the founder oh, died in the middle of a meeting. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Christoph Blocker continued to lead the company, began to focus on engineering plastics, and changed the name to EMS Kemi Holding. AG. Who's Christoph Blocher? Okay. And there's little is known about the founder. 
Let's call it obscure. Let's see. Oswald winner. Winner Oswald. EMS. What can we find about this guy? You must give me uh, see all the information we can get about this. You must give me okay. <clears throat> Swiss chemical. What's this? Come on. Eames Kimmy was founded by <clears throat> Dr. Winner Oswald and Zurich in the late 1930s as a manufacturer of ethyl alcohol from wood. How was he able to do this? By the time Bloka, currently vice president of the conservative Swiss People's Party, started working for EMS Kimmy as a student in its legal department. It had expanded production into materials for paints, plastics, clothing, and auto parts. Three years later, Bloka was CEO of the company. Hmm. And by 1983, he purchased the majority. <laughs> this guy. So the person who moved, the person who is really running, who ran this company is Bloka. By 1983, listen, so this is the game he played. As a student in the legal department, 1969, where it had expanded its production and all this stuff. Three years later, Blocker became the CEO. By 1983, purchased the majority of, of EMS Kemi from the Oswald family. Many acquisitions and expansions later, the global conglomerate generates revenues of about almost $2 billion. So the Blocker is the, is the, is the machine. When Bloka 73 left the company for his political career in 2003, Marcello Bloka became CEO before joining the EMS Kimmy Board of Directors in 2001. Marcello Bloka held management positions with Johnson & Johnson and Swiss beverage maker Rivella with youngest sibling Rahel. She co-owns the family's holding company, which holds 60% stake in EMS Kimmy, worth about $4 billion. Company annual reports list Marcello Bloca as the one of MSD making her stake worth at least 2.4 billion. Accrued dividends push on it over that. So Rahel isn't explicitly mentioned in a recent annual report, but past filings of company statements reveal that the four children were given equal shares of MSD upon their father's retirement from the company. Brother Marcus sold his stake to his sisters in 2005. Sister sold the majority of house in 2007, making Magdala and Rahel controlling owners of the company with ownership of the other remaining 51% of MS Rahel. Okay. Miriam Bloka, at the age of 38, second youngest, still holds about 0.9 stake in the company worth about 700 million. <laughs> she sold the majority of her shares in 2007 to leaving the company to run another. Swiss confectionery and big goods company. Proceeds from the stock sale and company dividends. She has accrued net worth of about a billion. Wow, that's smart. Though he sold... I'm curious about that transition from Oswald to Bloka. Like, what went on? 
Though he sold first among the siblings, Dr. Marcus Bloker, the second eldest at 42, had still amassed a sizable fortune when he sold the stake in EMS came to his sisters in early 2005. He about 300. Former McKinsey Company consultant left to run Dr. King. Fine chemicals and engineering divisions, BMS Chemie, that is spun off that year. As CEO and executive chairman, he owns 68% of Doticon. His stake worth 220 mil, giving him an estimated net worth in excess of 500 mil. Miriam owns 5% stake in Doticon worth about 17 mil. Wow, wow, wow. So, what we've seen is like, so Bloker, Bloker blew the company. Bloker is like the founder. The founder is not so he was he was just a chemist. Um listen, he attended secondary school in Gaz and then content school in Trojan. This is Winner Oswald. After agricultural school in Langenthal, he's trained as an agricultural engineer at ETH Zurich. He received his doctorate there and also at the University of Zurich. Oswald owned the patent for the production of alcohol from wood waste. Hmm. So this was the this was the mind. How did he? This is very, a very inventive mind here. So somehow discovered how to get alcohol from wood waste. Like how? How is this? And why? What kind of alcohol? In 1936, he founded Hovag in Zurich, which opened a production site in 1942 with federal aid. So he got some government money. Okay, that makes sense. So during the Second World War, Oswald guaranteed Switzerland's fuel supply by having local wood processed into ethanol. So this is the game. So he was able to turn to get fuel from from wood. So in nineteen fifty six, further subsidization of the Hovag was rejected in a referendum vote. Oh, so why what happened? Maybe there wasn't no war, so no need to subsidize because like nobody was they didn't need all that fuel anymore. Or maybe a transition to some other alternate fuel supply. So Hovag subsequently specialized in the production of synthetic fibers and in nineteen sixty it was renamed Emza Work AG in nineteen seventy eight. She died. In addition to synthetic fibers the Hovag also produced napalm. It's an incendiary weapon with the main component, patrol, well, which is gelled with the help of additives. This ensures that napalm sticks to the target as a viscous sticky mass and develops the strongest incendiary effect. That is nasty. Well, this is nasty. This is really, really nasty. So all this war money. Well, we see that when I was old. Interesting. Okay. So in addition to synthetic fibers, they produced napalm, which was sold under the name Opalm and developed a liquid rocket. A number of specialists from Germany helped with the development. Many of them had a Nazi past, such as the chemist. 
former Department of Head, uh, former military economics leader and oil specialist. So, yeah. I mean, great mind, but very, very questionable background I see here. When Oswald died on February 23rd, 1979, during a meeting. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting stuff. Wow. Okay. So Bloka, this this was the person that actually moved this company. So Swiss industrialist and politician who served as a member of the Swiss Federal Council from 2004-2007. Well, before that, let's look at every early life and education. Son of a pastor. <laughs> Bloka was born in 1940, the seventh of 11 children. He well, served in the Swiss military as an aerial defense regiment commander and colonel. Bloka earned a certificate at the Wolflingen School of Agriculture. 1961, Bloka began studying independently for the Swiss Matura. In 1963, Bloka completed and passed the exams for the Swiss Matura. In 1964, he passed an additional exam in Latin to pursue legal studies at the university. So Latin was a required language for legal studies. Wow. He then studied law at the University of Zurich in Montpellier and in Paris. He has a DA degree in law. And in 1971, he was awarded a doctorate in jurisprudence from the University of Zurich. While at the University of Zurich, Bloca co-founded the Students' Ring, which opposed the 1968 student protest and the left-wing politics and university campuses. What was that? So the Paris Nicaragua comprised a worldwide escalation of social conf conflicts, predominantly characterized by popular rebellions against state militaries and the bureaucracies. Wow, social unrest has always been a theme. Let's see what's going on. The protests of 1968. I don't know why we had just to, just to get a brief understanding of of this. In the process of 1968 comprised a worldwide escalation of social conflicts, predominantly characterized by popular rebellions against state militaries and bureaucracies. In the United States, this protest marked a turning point for the civil rights movement, which produced revolutionary movements like the Black Panther Party. In reaction to the Tet Offensive, protests also sparked a broad movement in opposition to the Vietnam War all over the United States, as well as London Party. Paris, Berlin, and Rome. Mass movements grew not only in the United States, but also elsewhere. In most Western European countries, the protest movement was dominated by students. Hmm. The most spectacular manifestation of these were the May 1968 protests in France, in which students linked up with wildcat strikes of up to 10 million workers, and for a few days of the movement seemed capable of overthrowing the government. In many other countries, struggles against dictatorships, political tensions, and authoritarian rule were also marked by protests. So this, hmm, 
this was a worldwide. I need to. I need to really double check on this. Definitely not on this podcast, not on this space. But this is something to look into in depth. Okay, so, but what we know is Mr. Bloker here formed the um, students ring that opposed that movement. Interesting. Okay. So business career, Bloker started working at, at EMS Chemi in 1969 as a student in its legal department. 1972, Bloker was voted chairman of the board and CEO of the company. Like, how do you jump this far? 69, 70, 71, 72 in four years from a student in the legal department to becoming chairman of the board and CEO of the company. This is crazy. This is crazy. Like, how did this happen? It's just, uh, yeah, I need to know the story behind this line. Anyways, in 1972, Bloco was voted chairman of the board, CEO of the company in 1983. And then, oh no, and then in 1983, which is like, what was that, 10, 11 years after, he purchased a majority of, of, the, of the company's shares. <laughs> and this guy, this guy rose, like, this guy is a fucking climber. The guy is a damn climber. And first, okay, yeah, still this guy's still around. Born nineteen forty, Christoph Bloker. <laughs> nah, this is crazy. That that is the phenomenal jump, though. So when Bloker was voted into the Swiss Federal Council in two thousand three, he retired from all business functions in EMS. The Swiss Federal Council. The Federal Council is the executive body of the federal government of the Swiss Confederation and serves as the collective head of state and government of Switzerland. It meets in the west wing of the Federal Palace in Bern. <laughs> so, strong. so this is like, because for him to have abandoned every of this thing, which he, he probably was so... Um, Invested in, it must be a very notary position. So he retired from all business functions and he messes holds majority holding to his four children. Um, Block his older, old, oldest daughter. Let's see. Oh, that's Magdalena. And she's the one that runs the company right now. So there you go. It's a family run thing. Became CEO in 2004, 2014. Blocker bought shares of the newspaper Basler Zeitung and then bought the free newspaper Zendner. In 2018, the magazine Belines estimated the Blocker's family's fortune at between 10 and 11 billion Swiss francs, placing it among the 10 wealthiest families in Switzerland. Yeah. There you go, Switzerland. It was this incident in Libel. Libel is in 1997. A speech 
Bloke stated the Jewish organizations that demand money claim that ultimately it's not about money. But let's be honest, this is exactly what it is about. This remarks were in relation to claims for restitution of Nazi seized assets that were hidden in Swiss banks, OSC. So the following day, the tabloid, uh, sometimes bleak, published an article with the headline Blocker. The Jews are all about money. Blocker filed for libel against the airtime chief. The district court acquitted the journalist because Blocker unrestrictedly addressed anti-Semitic instincts. Blocker appealed the verdict. Before the Zurich Supreme Court, the two parties agreed on a settlement. Later, the chairman of the Bureau of Zurich District Court filed a criminal complaint against Blocker on the grounds that the preoccupation with the speech had led them to believe that Blocker had violated the law on racism. The district court requested to leave the immunity of Blocker which he enjoyed through his office as a member of the National Council. Wow. But chambers of the parliament denied the request. I, I still don't understand how that ended, but interesting to see this exchange here. Controversies. 2004, Bloke is unconventionally unaccommodating stance towards his fellow federal councillors was the cause for speculations about the future of the Swiss concordance system. He was attacked by his colleague, Pascal Kuchmin, interviewed the NZZ newspaper in the Sunday edition of 3rd October. This was unprecedented in Switzerland. Members of the Federal Council traditionally do not publicly criticize each other. Hmm. Hmm. Bloker is seen by some political observers as the face of the SVP. Um, this thing is Swedish something. And his presence in the party was a major factor in voter turnout among the SVP voters. So, he, yeah. <laughs> so they say, so he's a, he's a white ring guy. According to Steve Bannon, an American white ring populist political media figure. Bloker was a Trump before Trump in reference to the United States President Donald Trump because of his early opposition to the European Union. Hmm. Twelve grandchildren. Wow. Process of um, I have to check that later. And the Federal Council, too. Well, Magdalena is a Swiss businesswoman and politician, billionaire, and daughter of the of Bloka. She is a majority shareholder and executive vice chairman of EMS Kemi. Yeah. She's the daughter who acquired the company, of course. So she studied business at Maine at the University of this and graduated with a license. Like, who cares if, uh, about all that? You are here to a fortune, so... That's how it goes. Nineteen forty-six was product manager at Johnson Johnson. So she didn't just start at that. She had, she did really work. Uh, you know, for that's what two years in Johnson and Johnson, a marketing manager for Revelia AG, a soft drink producer. So she she was active. She worked. 
January 2001, she joined the EMS group, and eight months later, she became a member of the board. Uh, yeah, of course, she will use her privilege and leverage to rise. Since August 2002, she's been as vice chairman when her father was elected to the Federal Council. Yanda River, the shareholder intends four children. Okay. She's now the majority shareholder. So she's the 255th on the world's richest people. So she 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 did well. She did well. I mean, she held it. She held it down. Wow. Interesting stuff. Christoph Blocher. Yeah. So, so Switzerland is like, so as he developed a Eurosceptic and anti-immigration agenda that has shaken up the cozy post-war consensual system prevailing in neutral Switzerland, Blocker served as a de facto leader of the SVP and a symbol of the party, holding his vice presidency from 2008 until 2018. Mm. So, he's really a politician for the most part. But, I'm still like how he got into EMS chemi as a student of law and came out as um yeah that's mind blowing in three three or four years became chairman of the board and CEO that is a jump uh, that is a real jump that's a real jump. So let me pick into this guy's mind. But the real genius is when Oswald, who who started this whole thing, but see, he didn't expand it. Probably he was, I don't know what the other products are. They, they got into, I mean, the start of this is being able to, to get, the innovation here was being able to manufacture ethanol, which was, I guess, the gas at the time from wood, from wasted wood, or wood waste, whatever the, you know, the correct thing is. So getting that was kind of critical. So got federal contracts to probably, you know, produce for the military, created that resource base to expand the company. Then came Mr. Bloker, real smart, with the um, legal background, and um, expanded the company to real great heights. Uh, you know, I'm interested in how he did that, but that's definitely not easy information to find. Oh, dude, okay.
see what other information we can find about this. I'm just picking to his mind. Top eight, Christopher Blocker um, quotes. The man does not know most of the rules on which he acts, and even what we call his intelligence is largely a system of rules which operate on him, but which he does not know. Hmm. Hmm. So man does not know most of the rules on which he acts, but that's 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 profound. This is not his quote, though. This is what Frederick Hayek. Okay. Oh, these are his favorite quotes, okay. Man does not know the rules of which he acts. And even what we call his intelligence is largely a system of, of rules which operate on him, but which he does not know. So if you cannot sit where they sit, you have no right to tell them what's good for them. Hmm. That's also profound. Like you have to wear the shoes to know <laughs> to know where it hurts. Yeah. We are continually faced with great opportunities which are brilliantly disguised as unsolvable problems. That's a great quote. See? Continuously faced, yeah. Yeah, opportunities are always marks of problems. Um great people see them as opportunities to create solutions and earn from it. Um, others see those opportunities to complain. So, to play mixed doubles, hit the girl whenever possible. I don't know what that means. One day you will die, but death is not your enemy. And it only makes you to appreciate life's gifts more with each passing second. Uh, not a fan of that quote. Um, we need to increase lifespan to explore the freaking universe. Well, sixth quote: Latin life is Latin life is rich with warmth, family values, and history. I want to bring that that beauty into American homes. What's the origin of this Latin? Because I can see why people will not. I'll have to check that later. But let's finish with this damn quotes. Okay. Seven. Celebrity is a person known for his well knownness. Celebrities intensify their celebrity images simply by being well known for relations among themselves. By a kind of symbiosis, celebrities live off each other. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, that's why they constantly interconnect. So. Okay. Mm, what's this, Christoph Blocker? Can't find anything here. All right. So, 
other quotes from Mr. Bloker, foreign laws, foreign judges. That's a very fundamental decision we have to make along the lines of the 1992 decision entering the European area and then the EU. Unfortunately, people have to decide the important things such as deporting foreign criminals, preventing mass immigration, preserving independence and fighting EU membership because the other parties are deceiving the people. This is opening the eyes of people and hopefully the politicians and helps finally to the poor criminals. He was just real right wing on his uh on his views. Okay, interesting. Interesting stuff. Um but what are the political views of the new CEO? Well, she's a firm defender of uh, Swiss neutrality. And in view to the Russian-Ukrainian conflict, she lamented that Switzerland joined the EU sanctions regime against Russia. Instead, she demanded peace negotiations as the sanctions enacted by the EU against Russia mainly affected the EU. So... Yeah, it's, it's hard to see where she leans politically here. Um, Tula Bloka was elected as a member of the National Council in 2015 on the list of the SVP. She's active in the Commission for Economic Affairs and Taxation and in her electoral district since 2018. She's the vice president of the SVP. So she's just followed her father's footsteps. I don't know about the views and uh, what have you. So, um, um, hi, Bob, uh, welcome. I, I don't know if this is your first time here. Um, just finished going through one of the companies. So this is just a series of, uh, looking at fortune companies, trying to find out, um, the reason why they are fortune companies, like what do they produce, who the founders are and kind of history on the founders. And we, we select these companies randomly. Today we're looking at EMS Kemi. It's a Switzerland-based company that have been around for about 86 years. And they produce a sort of chemicals. Um, the founder <clears throat> started the company by, I think he found out how to make ethanol from wood waste which kind of set the onset for the company because then he was contracted by the Swiss military at the time, which was the World War II, which gave him a lot of resources to expand the company. So over time, um, the leadership has changed to another Switzerland guy who had a legal political background and took over the company, expanded it to other products, uh, carbon fibers, plastics, and what have you, polymers. So they, seems they have a wide market of like just different use use cases, like everything that, every industry that needs um, uh, plastics, needs adhesives, needs chemicals, all of that stuff, they, um, you're, comes a market for them. So, 
the only interesting thing is the the guy that really broke the company like to fortune level like really rose really fast in the company jumped in the company when it was kind of low christoph blocker i would in four years he went he came in the company as a student intern and then in four years became chairman of the board and ceo and then shut the company to something else so and within five years, he bought majority of the company's shares. So, so some of these companies, not really the founders that that blow it up. Some people come in later on and just take it to another level. So, I guess that would be what it is for EMS. Uh, you can check out the website fortune.techc.org if you want to see our previous episodes plus you know get more detail on on, on today's um, discoveries and I'll be doing a, another random draw for the next company for next week um, each company provides really great insights um, I like to see the facts on what the companies do, how the people run the company, what what are their mindsets, what do they, how do they lean, both politically and what have you, and just mindsets in general. 26. So, for next week, um, the number is 26, and the company is uh, Facebook, now called Meta Platforms. This will be interesting. So, yep, next week is Facebook. That is going to be really interesting. And Facebook has, has fallen over, over, you know, most recently. Uh, a very, very unattractive downtrend. So, but we'll find out about the company next week and just look out for my pin post I always pin it when I schedule the space so um, that's it for today take care man